0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm out here on the weekend, dude, freaking heat wave in California. They shut my power off last night. They're like, it's too hot for power, okay? We're cutting the grid. For an hour, I lost power. So I just had to sit there and hope my laptop didn't die, but I didn't have any internet. So it was just, I got to watch the last little bit of the YouTube video that I had uh, buffering, but luckily the power came back on and I didn't miss that. And I actually got to go see the beach last night as well. I saw some of that bioluminescence, I think is what you call it, where the waves kind of glow when they crash. That was some cool shit. Um, check that out. Uh, go look at what that is on the internet and then be like, whoa, that is cool, because yeah, the waves were glowing, and I was I was sober. So the waves were glowing, and I was sober. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Anyways, I have a guest with me today. Um, he's a good friend of mine from college. Buddy, that uh, I met through my good friend Brayden, who's been on here, who's a musician, kind of introduced me to this group of uh, of trumpet players that I went to school with. And this is a guy that ended up hanging out with quite a bit, and we got into some shenan- some shenanigans. And uh, he's gone to do some cool things after school. It is Darren Greif. How you doing, dude?
1: Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, it is nice to nice to talk and catch up. I don't. I haven't. We haven't uh, haven't heard much from you since um I mean we've touched base but we haven't uh, you know we haven't hung out or anything since uh, since school got out man it's been right. you've been kind of you've been doing uh, you've had your hand in a in a bunch of baskets it seems
1: um, I'm slowly but surely uh, becoming a jack of all trades. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool dude uh, I remember you know kind of out of the school as a, a couple people were talking about playing playing in bands that were playing on cruise ships. Oh yeah. And that was like a thing that a couple of musicians that I knew in school, that was kind of a lane that they were going to try and take right out of school because I guess I mean I don't know a whole lot about it, but you know, I, that's a, you're one of the people I saw actually do that and mm-hmm. kind of watched you on Instagram and Facebook, you know, you in different ports, you would take pictures and you'd be or I'd see little clips of you playing like you put your phone on the stand which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like a right up next to, you know, you and the other couple guys I saw in the video. Like so can you kind of walk me through like like how what like what was that like, man? Yeah. That, that just seems so unique. Like that's it's so interesting.
1: It's it's like a different planet almost because you're isolated from most of the rest of the world. The only people you get to see—it's an odd sample of humanity—are the people that go on cruises. And so the, those are the <laughs> only people that you interact with. And it's not the best representation. I'll tell you that right now. Cruisers are not what the best that the world has to offer. Um, Cruisers. Yeah, man. That's it. <laughs> uh, we'll, we can get into that later, but uh, but. Okay. uh <laughs> Um yeah so you're kind of like a nomad like you 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 put your whole life into as big of a, a suitcase as you can find and then okay. they just fly you out to whatever port you're gonna you're gonna ship out of and then you just live on this floating tin can for however long your contract is it's about six months is the typical contract gotcha. but uh so yeah now, do
0: you do you play with the same band the whole time
1: it's uh, it's interesting because uh, everyone on the board, on the in the band has about a six month contract too. But some of the people, when when you get on board, you might have a couple of musicians that have they're like on the last month of their contract, and so. You're like, well, oh, okay. you're like, oh crap, like if we it, it sucks if you become friends with these people because you've only got a month to get to know them and then they're gone yeah. and then who knows who the hell they're going to be replaced with. Um so it's kind of a it's a revolving door. You've constantly got musicians coming on board and others leaving. Yeah, I was just
0: going to say it's like a revolving band. It's yep. like uh you guys are all just like it reminds yeah, that reminds me of uh like how a kitchen works. It's very like revolving because there's just yep. And sometimes you get good, you know, you get good chemistry mm-hmm. with a group, but it doesn't, it doesn't ever last for very long. You know, you're never, you're never like tight for that long. Somebody leaves or something happens. Yep. And then you know, you go back to the kind of the revolt. Like that's, for especially for a band, like you guys are so, you know, you have to perform all, you know, all in sync together,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's new people all the time. Like how, how is that like? Like are you are you just having to really, like hone the material every day, like is that kind of the goal or?
1: It's interesting because there's there's a whole bunch of music that needs to be played on cruise ships. Some of which are stuff that you will play every week, but um, twice a week there's a what we call a fly on act where this guy, just random dude they found on the street essentially, uh, will bring music to come and have you play for them, and uh, you have never seen this music before. And so oh you have to God. sight read it. You have about an hour to rehearse it, and then an hour later, Is this for like somebody's playing.
0: party or something.
1: Not necessarily. It's it's a it's like an actual show. So these guys will take up the theater for an hour. And uh, Pete, the cruisers, oh, and you're the band you know? for this guy. Exactly. This show. Sometimes it's like oh. a juggling act. Like we'll play the weird music behind this guy who's just juggling, you know, different things. And sometimes it's like uh, we had this one guy called El Gaucho and he did like the, you know, the bolos where like the, the okay, Bolivian yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, farmers will go out and like catch cattle with the, the bolo sticks and stuff like that. Anyway, he was basically a juggling act and we play the, the, the music behind him too but it's uh interesting yeah it's it's kind of an odd gig
0: yeah it seems like it's just in the as I bet the music is very like but it varies from just Mm -hmm. having so you kind of have yeah but you have like a wide range of you know just kind of like experience playing stuff I bet there's like a lot you know that comes to mind I bet that's a help does it help your creativity at all like if you've been like
1: Not necessarily. Um, uh, A lot of the musicians that come on board are often disappointed with the cruise ship gig because uh, they're jazz musicians. They're sort of trained in the jazz idiom. And so they want to be creative. They want to improvise and kind of come up with their own thing. But the, the cruise ship musician gig is so corporate and it's like pretty set in stone. So a lot of the music you're playing is just like, here's the notes on the page, play them well. And you don't get to okay. improvise or anything. There's a little bit, but it's as far as like a create from a creative standpoint. There's there's not much of that, unfortunately.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So where were like over the six months that you were doing it? I guess where did you where did you go? Like where were the where were the cruises going? Like where was it? Was it around like uh, was it around like. Uh, the coast here like down to down like Mexico or
1: there were there were a few cruises that I did my first one was uh, in the Caribbean And uh, it basically started in Puerto Rico, and then it did circles around the the southern Caribbean, just north of South America. And I did that for a whole six months. And then uh, I did one that was uh, out of Australia. The home port was Sydney, and I I think that's my favorite city in the whole wide world is Sydney. And uh, we went from Sydney out to some smaller islands in Fiji. And then later in that contract, we did a trans-Pacific relocation, um, coming home to Seattle, which was amazing. And then uh, those cruises started in Seattle and then went up north to Alaska, which I think was probably one of my favorite itineraries. How many?
0: Man, it's so. From I've never been on a cruise, so I've only been on like a charter boat is like the mm-hmm. farthest I've gone out in in water. So. There's, I'm assuming there's points where you're on the boat where there's nothing around you but water,
1: mm-hmm. and it's really int- it's super eerie. What because, is that like, <laughs> dude? <laughs> it's 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 scary. <laughs> like, at holy first. shit! Yeah, like. it's uh, it's it's really scary at first, and I want to say it's only scary for the first week. So you 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 get on 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 your ship, and then you want to go check out like, whoa, we're in the middle of the ocean. We're like literally a thousand miles from any land. And so you go out, go out onto the, uh, the outward decks and you look out dude. and then there's just nothing but blue horizon for as far as the eye can see. And then you go onto the other side. I'm of so the... I'm like
0: clenched right now. You're like, even you talking about it. I'm just yeah. like, Holy shit. <laughs> like,
1: You're oh. like, what? Okay. What if there's like a riot or something? Like what if something yeah, serious like... happens on the ship? Who the heck is in charge? Like you, you, you have to have a lot of confidence in your fellow man. <laughs>
0: Was there like, man, I'm just, yeah, I'm so curious. Like, so you, you guys are kind of playing, was there like, there was like this main room where you guys were playing in the, on the boat or you guys playing like on the deck or like, where would you guys, would you guys play in different spots?
1: Yeah, but the, our main sort of stomping ground was the, uh, the, the theater, and uh, that is, it basically takes up the majority of the bow of the ship, and it's huge. It's like this gaping cavern. It's like, I, f- I forget how many people could fit into the theater, but it's, I want to say it's a couple thousand that can fit into the theater at one time. I know, and On it's- a uh a boat, dude? Yeah, when you look at these ships, they're pretty big, but they're not like huge, and so you imagine, like the the bow of one of these, just, like, like, I, you can fit a whole theater in that thing. Are you serious? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like it doesn't doesn't compute, but I guess yeah. They're bigger from the
1: inside, I think is, is is a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah, they look bigger. Is from it the kind inside.
0: of like like when you walk in the first time? Are you like, wait, I'm still on the boat? Is that like did you, did you kind of feel that way, or were you just like, uh, like when what? you first got there and you see that theater inside? Or are you like, holy shit, like.
1: The first, the first thing you see when you get on the ship as a cruise member is a concrete tube, which is the main like hallway of the ship. So it's really underwhelming. You walk in and you're like, "This is it." You're surrounded by concrete on all sides. But yeah, once you get into that theater, it's super glamorous. It's really glitzy and everything, um, which is which is interesting because ships are designed in two halves the bigger half is for the guests which is you know you've got the nice oak railings and the gold the 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 gold ornate like picture frames and stuff it's really glamorous and mm-hmm. then when you go below decks it's for it's designed for the crew and it's super baseline it's like walking into a dentist's office they're not putting much effort into it it's oh, basically yeah. just a place to stuff the crew when you're done with them like little cubby holes
0: <laughs> oh wow and yeah then, okay interesting um so the first six months in the caribbean like what kind of is is it really like an eclectic group like you were talking about the the cruisers you said Mm -hmm. earlier Mm -hmm. like like what are you getting in the career like what are you are are you when you're stopping in ports are you are you like are you noticing when you're performing are you noticing like the audience is kind of different or there's kind of a similar crowd every night. Like, what are you kind of noticing? Like when you're playing,
1: it depends on how much the crowd has had to drink. And, uh, it honestly also depends on, uh, on like what nationality the crowd is. Um, for example um and I, I this isn't personal experience but i've heard that cruises that are around china they're very reserved. It's really hard to get a crowd like that to laugh. Um and they okay. might enjoy the show but um but they're not like going to give you yeah. a response very okay. Exactly. They're not going to they're not going to break, I guess is the word I would use. They're not going to like relax. Um whereas Americans are fun. <laughs> uh they'll they'll drink until they're in some sort of stupor and then you could you know you could do almost anything on stage and they'd think it's a freaking riot so um <laughs> so yeah it really varies it's interesting
0: that almost i would say i find similarities with that with yeah the, the definitely the the divier the bar
1: mm-hmm. or like
0: an open mic the divier it is kind of the you know an older drunker crowd they give you a lot more of a heckle than kind of like a college mm-hmm. bar or like a younger or kind of more diverse they kind of actually give you like the they give you the attention the respect um mm-hmm. when you're doing like open mic comedy that's what i like i would just just like thinking about what you're saying and like yeah that's that's so interesting dude like
1: oh that, i just
0: i'm scared of boats like i i kind of like did you get seasick at all while you were there did that ever happen to you
1: i i am someone who would be prone to be getting uh Uh, absolutely and i found that it's like that first week is kind of the rough one and then once once you get over that first week it's it's uh it's almost like nothing um and you have to think about the physics of it like um, I would be afraid to be on a very small ship out in the middle of the ocean because the waves are going to toss that little ship around like nothing. But I was mm-hmm. fortunate enough to be on kind of the medium to upper sized, uh, the larger ships and the waves almost have no effect on it. There's like a, a very gentle sort of side to side rock, but it's, it's nearly unnoticeable. So like, I didn't have to uh, take any medicines to help with my stomach or anything like that. It was very fortunate.
0: Nice. Um, I've only, yeah, when I, when I went on that charter boat, we were, I kept, they told me just to not not pay too much attention to the horizon, mm-hmm. yeah because I was doing it for a second, and I would see, we'd see the sky, and then I would see nothing but water, and then I would see the sky, and then I would see <laughs> oh, nothing, God. And I was like, it's making me oh, sick I can't right look, now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't even look at that, and so that's why I was wondering, like, if it was, like, similar to that, but yeah, I was on a, a lot smaller of a boat than what you're talking about. There was one Uh, occasion
1: on cruise ships where uh, there was a a hurricane that came through the Caribbean and it didn't even like broadside us. It didn't hit us that much, but just, I think it was like one of the outward arms sort of grazed the area of the ocean that we were in and the waves mm -hmm. were big enough. And this is a huge cruise ship that I'm on that um, when it would rock, and, and then it would go down if you jumped the ship would almost like catapult you and you could you could jump high enough to almost hurt yourself you like you know like when you jump as an elevators landing on the floor you kind of get that little like oh vertigo. i see what you're saying yeah it yeah. was like that but like tenfold it was kind of nuts
0: oh whoa
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like as a like when an airplane's turning
1: exactly yeah
0: and but leaving. you live on it. You
1: live on the airplane, and it's constantly yeah. turning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: oh, do you have a, Did you have a favorite like pl- a stop? Like it was there? Like besides Sydney? I know you said Sydney was kind of like your favorite, but like besides that, was there a favorite place where you you got off? You were like, holy shit
1: dude, you're going to hate me for this, but it was Seattle. And I think the reason for that is because this, I we were visiting Seattle after this month long trans Pacific quest. And, uh, so we hadn't seen land for literally a month. We were just out in the middle of the ocean, which is, is a crazy experience in and of itself. But, um, I remember being on the bow of the ship and we were like about a day's journey away from Seattle And I remember taking a deep breath and it was through my nose and I just went and I remember smelling. It was weird. I'm not going to describe this very well, but I remember smelling similar like foliage. Like I grew up with this. Like I'm like, oh, I'm home. And it was only in the air. Like you could smell the pine trees and stuff like that. And uh, and finally we went through the I think it's pronounced the Strait of Juan de Fuca and it's the. the the little ribbon of water that goes uh, through yeah, yeah, Washington yeah. and then down into Seattle. And uh-huh. it was like as if nature, like Mother Nature, like presented the best version of Seattle and the surrounding area we could get. Because I kid you not, the moment we uh, went into the Strait of Juan de Fuca, there was like a mother, uh, like killer whale and her like little calf, just like right along the ship with uh, the spouting and everything. It was like it was in a oh, nature wow. documentary. <laughs> Yeah. I was wow. like, Oh my god. And I'm you're home. coming back. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially, you know, like yeah, being back like home. Like that's mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah, if you're I mean I, I don't well, you said you're gonna hate me. I mean once you explain it I'm like okay, yeah. That's gotta be the coolest. Like being at in water for a month and then yeah, you, you see like the the way you just described like the smell of like the air and stuff. Mm-hmm like I don't even yeah that's that's like so crazy to even think about like you're just out there and all of a sudden you take a deep breath in and you're like whoa oh, where you kind of like oh shit like we're close
1: exactly like, and that, it's it's not something you would normally think about something that would strike you on that sort of emotional level like the smell of home <laughs> you uh-huh. know it's kind of an odd concept but yeah. Uh, but yeah it, no, it just kind of hit but me but i
0: think i think like what you're what you're talking about is y- you have a memory attached to that smell mm-hmm. like i like palm olive soap,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it the smell of palm olive green soap to me is like so distinct in my brain and brings me to like my grandma's house. Oh yeah! Like every time I smell, because I don't use it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a palm olive guy. I think I use like Dawn. You know, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. really. Uh, <laughs> or Ajax. I don't know, dude. I mean. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, I you're not really go me. I'm with not a palm, palm olive. Guy either. <laughs> I don't really go
0: with it, but when I smell it, I'm like, oh, this is this this is my grandma's mm-hmm, soap. The smell like that's mom. what that's what I think of. I don't even think of like this is palm olive. This I go, this is my grandma's soap. You know, absolutely. So it's awesome. probably like I wonder what kind. Of, yeah, that's so interesting to think about. Just like that smell g- gets you like you're like excited. Like I wonder, I wonder if that was like the same. I wonder if the that happened for, you know, guys traveling. Like, I'm when you were talking about traveling across, mm-hmm. you know, doing Trans-Pacific, I'm thinking of, like, I'm just like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, I can't, <clears throat> I just can't even, I'm trying to think about what it would be like to just be, like, I remember my, you know, John Robinson. Oh, yeah. Like, he did that trip around. <clears throat> That's he did right. that trip in. And he said he was on the Trans-Siberian Railroad, he was just on the train for, like, a week. I
1: forgot about that. That's awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, I'm just thinking about, like, I can only associate with certain stories I've heard of people being, like, in, like, in a vessel traveling, mm-hmm. and you're living on it, and you're traveling on it. Like, I don't know very many people that have done that. That's just, like, such a unique, uh, unique... That's so cool, dude. <laughs> like...
1: I, I think as, uh, as uh, you know, a lot of listeners will probably be able to relate to this in that we've all been quarantining. Um, I dare you to quarantine and not see the sun for a week and then just take a step out onto your, like, welcome mat and take a deep breath and you'll probably have a similar effect. Just like, oh, my God. Indoors sucks. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I mean, you said you did two, two six-month stints uh, of I did, yeah. I did uh, the, the uh, six months
1: trips. in the Caribbean, and then I did six months, um, kind of half and half Sydney, and then the Alaska trips, and then I did like two months in the uh, Mediterranean, which was pretty wild too. Started in Spain, and then uh, went and kind of explored Greece and uh, parts of Italy. And uh, do, you f-
0: do you feel like um, this is something I'm curious about because I remember conversations between you and Braden in school about just always trying to be ready for you know what whatever you guys are playing mm-hmm. uh, and talking about having to like build up your chops to get to be you know chops is something that I heard a lot of musicians that's a word I heard a lot of you guys say in school mm-hmm. Like, every, like whenever I was around I heard everybody kind of talking about that you know is that something that you felt like you know when you're playing on the cruise ships versus like when you were in school did you feel like you know, when you're sitting down ready to play, did you feel like on the cruise ships you had like a higher kind of um, like stamina to play like on the cruise ship or when school do you feel like you kind of had that higher like uh, like where you just kind of like dialed in more?
1: Yeah, I feel I feel like school um, at, in college uh, prepared me well for the cruise ship endeavor um school was definitely more rigorous you know getting up at 6 a.m to blow two hours of what we called routine um and then several hours after that of different ensemble rehearsals there was a lot of playing and so you know you were building a lot of muscles and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then on cruise ships um typically you're only playing about two hours a day so that's a lot of free time that you have to do whatever you want but it's also a lot of time to sort of let certain skills slide and all of that um so it's yeah, kind of an interesting environment, um, only having to play for two hours a day. But I will say this, the two hours that you're having to play on cruise ships are really intense because you're not getting much break time. Like a lot of the time, you're just kind of constantly playing and playing and playing and playing. Like you almost have to come up for air for a breath every once in a while, um, just because the nature of the music that you're playing is just essentially background music to whoever happens to be juggling on stage at the time. Okay. Um, but uh But yeah, it's uh, it can kind of make or break people uh, in that it I mean, it did kind of break me because over the two years I did cruise ships, uh, my my chops, if you will, uh, did not hold up. They kind of broke.
0: (laughs) Okay. yeah, Yeah. I was was curious about. Yeah. Okay. so the you were kind of doing like sprinting for short periods instead Mm -hmm. of doing like a like building that.
1: Hmm. Okay. And I I don't want to get too technical, but if if you, I don't know if you understand what an embouchure is, it's kind of like yeah, uh, it's like a mouse. Yeah.
0: Do you? I don't know if you remember. Uh, there was like a brief point where Braden was trying to teach me how to like uh, just blow through his, and he was teaching me about that, like mm-hmm. embouchure and stuff, and like teaching me how to blow through. I was just doing like buzzing through the mouthpiece and shit, but yeah, it's in, once I like that opened my eyes to like. Because I would go and watch you guys at at Jams, uh, you know, the, what was it, uh, Cornerstone oh, the Pizza Place?
1: Yeah, Brooklyn's Pizza. Brooklyn's was oh, Brooklyn's, but then they were, they
0: were doing it at Cornerstone Pie. That's right. That's what right. What year was that, dude?
1: That was later. Cornerstone Pie came maybe 2014. That was like our
0: sophomore, junior year. I bet sophomore you're right. Year?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I think were braden and i living in the
0: duplex then oh the duplex <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: i think so um yeah well, so you were that was 2014 okay you say the du.
0: yeah for those listeners like <laughs> braden, and I lived in this du- <laughs> braden and i lived in this duplex right next to the right next to the campus like it was the best location but it was also a piece of crap duplex. <laughs> we we passed it on to Darren and Troy. <laughs> and can it became like this thing of legend. It was just like, I remember coming over there and like being in there and you guys were living in there. And like I was like, this is so weird. And you guys were like, why? I'm like, yeah, we lived there for two years, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> like, dude, this is just like a, I was like, this is so weird, dude. It's like. It was the it was like the party like, while You guys were there. <laughs> yeah, man, you were at You you came and you, right. you you part you you know you partook in all the the partying we had at that <laughs> place. Um, you even helped. I think put some of the furniture back at the end of the night. Oh, I think you were good. part of that crew. Good,
1: thank God. So I did. I, uh, I, I was an talking to Brayden.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Braden last time about my twenty first birthday, mm-hmm. and. I mentioned you being the only one in the house when I woke up. <sighs> and <laughs> I just thought it was so funny when I came out of my room and I was You had like, a robe on, I think, right? <laughs> <Yeah. like it. laughs> so that's the funniest <laughs> story is that I like I but I but you you remember I had my at one point I was in my underwear and mm-hmm. then I ended up with my, a robe and my clothes on somehow. Like I just don't know how I got from underwear to fully clothed and mysteries. a robe.
1: The world like that will is never just, know. Yeah, that is just too... <laughs> it's
0: just so much clothing to put on when you're blacked out. You're like... I, I have to
1: hand it to you. It takes coordination to do that. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, put it on saying. you. <laughs> like, I put a robe on with, like, yeah.
0: Uh, but I was just, like, dr- oh, it was disgusting. I was just, like, drenched when I woke up. Because I had blankets on me, too. Mm-hmm. So I woke up and I was like... Uh... What, is, what happened
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah but waking up to you on the couch was the best because it was just like hey dude like you were like dude you're you're okay you wake up you you made it bro <laughs>
1: <laughs> you survived
0: yeah um oh, my, yeah, my just 21 barely. was oh, my 21 was so crazy
1: did that that duplex has so much history and now that I have the chance I want to touch on something that you and Braden went over if that's okay because um, okay. I listened to the podcast which had me rolling on the floor but there was a crucial <laughs> there was a crucial detail that was overlooked because I, I happened to bear witness to quite the event okay. uh, this this was the occasion where Faye came to visit and it yes. was unexpected Um. Uh-huh. Uh, rest her soul by the way i don't think she's uh on this mortal coil with us any longer I do not think so yes however she had happened to visit and uh there was a bunch of uh we'll say these things were not allowed on the uh the the renter's manifest if you will that uh uh, there was definitely a feline friend involved, and maybe a few uh, weed smoking apparatus uh, <laughs> scattered throughout the house. And if you know Faye, you know that she doesn't understand things that are happening within three feet out of her like personal bubble. If you yeah. do something outside of that bubble, you have gotten away with it. She
0: could barely see. I think she was like ninety seven yeah. when she was when we were. Give or take from a her. thousand, yeah, and.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so I, this is a this is a scene that I wish I want to hire a poet to or a painter to like to to, to grasp the the artistic beauty of the scene. It was I truly witnessed.
0: something to behold. Now that you're now that you're kind of bringing it back to me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting the in the chair. That we just
0: the sleight of hand that. <laughs>
1: That's a great way to put it. Um, she's sitting in this chair, and you know how she was. She's like, "You guys should vacuum in here." And I'm like, <laughs> "Faye, I don't live here, but you, you know, you don't need to tell me that." And you guys, both you and Brayden, are behind her, running frantically. And I see you cross behind her. She's just, like, feet behind her with a litter box. And then Braden closely follows. You guys are going 60 miles an hour. He has the cat. And then you guys both (laughs) run back to the left, empty-handed. And then you guys have your arms full with bags of weed and bongs back and forth. You guys are, like collecting these, uh, these it's things. It's like the and
0: cartoon like, where the hallways where they're like going in and yeah. out of doors. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, It's exactly like that. I will never ever forget that and I, I still think about it to this day. Like this is this is the pinnacle. This is the quintessential uh, experience. Uh, yeah, I remember
0: Brayden had the cat and she walked into one room and then the next room we took everything and we went into the third room mm-hmm. and then she went into the second room we put everything back in the room that she already looked at <laughs> and then... Uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, it was so
1: crazy. I I was so impressed. I almost shed a tear. I was so impressed with you guys because you guys got away with it. She goes, okay, well, make sure you mow the lawn. <laughs> uh, have a good day. <laughs> oh, no, man. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, dude, that is... Uh, that house, yeah. So much history, man. Yeah. Like... uh one of the first times, one of the first times I smoked weed, like for real, you were there, I think.
1: Oh, no kidding. Uh,
0: yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, for real, like the first time I smoked was with Cassie and- Billy and-, and... I think Alex, we were mm-hmm. at there. We were at Cassie's apartment and we smoked. Uh, we took a, a, I took a bong rip my first time out of Ooh. a tiny little bong. Oh, Yeah. And then I and then I described the feeling of all of the carpet fibers on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> I just all I could think about was like, wow, I could feel every single fiber at once. Like oh, I yeah. was just so amazed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was I don't I don't remember. Do you remember the cottages? This may have been before the duplex, but it also may have been after the duplex. My mental uh, timeline
0: which might be off. which time at the cottages? Because I, there's there's a handful of There's a handful of nights where I ran into my favorite part about and what I'm gonna, what I miss about that mm-hmm. is knowing everybody so having like kind of having like I guess describing it like this having everybody's timelines in your head mm-hmm. you know like knowing people knowing what they're doing knowing their personalities mm-hmm. um And then knowing them when they're drunk or when they're high or, you know. And then, but not knowing what you're going to get. Like, walking into a party and someone just rolls a dice. And every dice has someone's face on it. And they're just like, you're getting a version of them, you know. Yep. And that was my favorite thing about college parties is, like, bumping into somebody when they're, like, when they've been just having a good night. And that's, like, there's a couple times where... Where I was with you mm-hmm. and then my favorite times is being with you and then we both discover Braden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. And it's never the same. There's always there's there's about a thousand different Braydens and you really are rolling the dice as you say. You're like, I wonder I wonder what Braden we're going to get today. Is it is it knock over you the would be, beer pong table? Because you'd be like <laughs>
0: Dude, what's up? And I'd be like, Hey and then I'd get a drink and we'd be chilling, and we'd be like, Yeah, the party's the party's gone. And then you would just see Brayden, like, outside, and you'd be like, oh, my God. He just has no shirt on, and you're like, oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so you wander outside, and you're like, hey, Brayden, what's up? And he's like, hey, you got to come back to my house with me right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, you, that's how you know shit's about to get serious. You know you're going to have a good night when Brayden looks you into your eye and says, you need to come with me right now. Because wherever he leads you is going to be the promised land.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you and I both know, like we've experienced probably a dozen times where that's the case where he's like, Hey, you got to go with me right now. you're like, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Like I remember, oh yeah, there's so many parties where like it was like trumpet hangs Mm -hmm. or it was like just house parties. Mm -hmm. It was like, we had this thing in the... Well, you guys had this thing. I was kind of outside of it looking in, but there was like this... There was like this rager theme, like the YOLO party. The YOLO parties.
1: Like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> still it, have a hangover.
0: <laughs> it hasn't left. There was like a couple... There was like the first like four or five YOLOs were just insane. Mm-hmm. Just like the craziest thing that I've ever scene you like, could walk yeah,
1: like. you could walk into a yolo party and you open the door and what is revealed to you oh someone's dancing to daft punk with a strobe light and he has a goofy hat on and everyone's pouring spirits down his throat or you walk in and oh someone i don't recognize is half naked but okay they're friends with my friends so i'm just gonna let it ride or oh god we shouldn't be playing with fire we're all drunk it's it's
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh the stereos broke and then it get, turns back on and <laughs> or it's the after party of like a noise violation. Those mm. were my favorite. Oh, those mm-hmm. were like the those were like cool because it was like people that were like I, I think it's still cool to hang, mm-hmm. but it was quiet. So it was everybody was everybody was like we were we were riding high before the noise violation. You know? Oh like, sure yeah. We were going hard. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just. Like, lights, like you're saying, like strobe lights Mm -hmm. and just music bumping. Like, I think there was a point at one of the parties at the duplex where I could feel the, like, Braden and I could feel the floor, like, starting to bend in the duplex, like in the living room, because there were so many people in there jumping up and down. That's equal parts scary
1: and equal parts awesome, because that Mm -hmm. house was so old there, you guys so scary, dude! Like we,
0: I was just—I don't know how it held up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we broke that. There was that glass window in the door that somebody like ran into that night and just shattered. Oh man! And then yeah, they were like,
1: "Oh, sorry, dude! Like, all right, catch you <laughs> later, man." Yeah. Oh,
0: dude, my bad. <laughs> 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 I think that was the night we did the the cooler. We had like the the, the jungle we had juice. Like the jungle juice. Yeah. yeah, that was a disgusting concoction. I think it was like it was a <laughs> bunch of tequila. It was like juice concentrate. It was beer. We poured oh, a couple Monster Energy drinks in there. Yeah. And then like some some Sprite. And then we and then like I think a couple other bottles of alcohol. And then we just like stirred it up in with ice, and it was just like which is it tasted like a sour like a sour. What's that popsicle? The big one. The big red and orange one.
1: Oh. I'm never gonna remember. I know what you're talking about, though.
0: You know what I'm talking about, yeah, though. It tasted guy. like that. Yeah. The big one. It was like a big pop. The big orange and what is the fuck is that called, dude? That's gonna I'm me. it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find this orange and pink popsicle. Like
1: every like ice cream long... truck had
0: it. Yeah. Um, it was the. It was like the. It was so generic, but it was so good. Wow, of course it's giving me the strawberry cheesecake pops. Oh, I know yeah. those are the best ones. Why do you have to? T- why do? you It's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, big sticks.
1: Is that what they were called?
0: Uh, popsicle or Nestle just has a. It's called a big stick. I don't. I don't know if that's what it's called, but it's cherry pineapple.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I think that is what they were then. But that's what it tasted like
0: anyway. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, and. We used Clutch Party Tip for those that are thinking about making such a drink, putting it in a cooler. have Go buy a case of Nestle water uh, and put the water in like a cooler so you don't just dump it out, but empty the bottles and then refill those bottles with the drink and hand them out. Oh. So everybody has a bottle with a cap. We had no spills. And I think there was that like 100 clutch. people there. So crazy, crazy, crazy time. Crazy fun time. Um, I had a particular uh, experience that I wanted to to mention. It's actually a handful of experiences mm-hmm. because we would always invite you to go with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all of our trips to Yakima to go to Costco. Oh, when, yes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> there was a couple of times where we would wake up on a Saturday and Braden's like, we would get, I think it was around the time like the quarter starting. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, we kind of had this system where we'd buy like the Costco size garbage bag box. Oh, yeah. The, we'd buy like a toilet paper, a paper towel. Mm-hmm. And we would just like make a trip there. We would buy those things and then it would last us for a while. And so every like three or four months we would go to Costco, but we would bring, we'd invite people. We kind of made it an event. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the whole Brayden used to have this van then, Like, Remember the van? I remember the van <laughs> well, the It van. was like a Nissan van yeah. It was like just this old It was like his parents van forever And then they left it with him mm-hmm. And it just like He drove it into the ground Like,
1: oh. <laughs> It didn't almost like, it There was a point where he like
0: There was a point where he like I don't remember what he did but he you like the front of it the front right was all kind of fucked up so the door was you had mm-hmm. to open the door all weird mm-hmm. and it was like made this nasty sound and you're like dude you <laughs> should pro- like oh, this is not how this door should open
1: surprises <laughs> thing rolls to be frank with you yeah <laughs> but <clears throat> we uh
0: yeah we used to take trips in that van to costco dude yeah. and we would just like we would just be
1: smoking <laughs> To, smoking weed I, the whole time. I think I went with you guys to this on these Costco journeys um, about twice, and every single time we would just get ripped high. And yeah. both times, because, you know, it's like a half hour drive from Ellensburg to Yakima, where the Costco was. And mm-hmm. I would forget where we were going every time, because I would get so high, I'd just sit <laughs> in the we're back in the seat. Middle of, when you're driving yeah.
0: from, from Ellensburg to Yakima, you hit a spot where you just, you there's, you don't know where you are. Right, it's just you're... desert
1: wasteland, and so you're like, what, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, uh, inevitably, because Brayden had his shit together, he would drive us to Costco, and you're like... <gasps> it's Costco. <laughs> Which is the best place to be, especially if you forgot yeah. about it. It's like Santa came. It's like Christmas came early. <laughs> and then you would oh. get way too much stuff. God.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. Uh yeah, or no, my yeah, the best part was just being stoned and then and then walking in and then noticing that it we arrived at the at the sampling the sampling time. Mm. We we would always make sure to arrive at the time where, where you're handing out samples. Oh, yeah. You
1: can almost go for lunch. because.
0: <laughs> the funniest part is that we would go get food at the food court afterwards, too. <laughs> we would go through and get all the samples, sometimes twice in the samples. Yeah. And then we would go and <laughs> get, like, a fucking chicken bake and a piece of... Which, dude, I don't know why. I don't know why, dude. It's It's just... That pizza is just... It's good, but it's just so. It's just so not. But it so yeah. is. It's, I don't know what's wrong with it's it. It's an anomaly. It's just like it is. They figured out the baseline acceptance of pizza. <laughs> that's like. I think it's like Little Caesars is like. Oh. Is is actually the baseline acceptance yeah. for pizza? But I think Costco has figured out just.
1: Costco figured out how, how to, to get make you to cheapest. want to buy
0: a lot of stuff, but also. There was a time where we went to Costco, Braden and I, we drove all the way there from from Ellensburg, and then we realized we had to be back in Ellensburg, so we just ate at the food court and then left. We didn't even go to Costco.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were just like, oh, shit, we don't even have enough time, dude. And we were like, we were going to eat first because we were like, oh, we should eat first. So it saved time. And then we were eating, and he was like, we have to leave right now. So all we did was eat pizza yeah. at the food court at Costco Fuck, man, we can't back leave back. without
1: a chicken bake, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was
0: I'm, – I'm not going to lie. I, It was still worth it. I mean, I didn't have oh, yeah. class class. I think he had rehearsal that day. He had to be back. Um, which is, of course, like, I, I mean, you can probably va- – like, you have more stories than I do about uh, just, like <laughs> – Braden
1: <laughs> the highest i've ever been Reversals. was with braden and under his supervision and uh it happened it happened to be it was my first dab ever um
0: dude meet dude
1: dabs <laughs> are another planet
0: um when did you, when was your first dab
1: it was it i i th- it was at the cottages i think see this is going to be another fuzzy story for me because i got so high I kind of slowly had to piece together the details over the years um, <laughs> but it was a it was a dab it you was keep a blue dream this memory. Dab. you're like
0: <laughs> trying to unlock it oh hold on real quick my, I fucking forgot to plug in my laptop again oh. shit two episodes in a row, dude. I feel like a piece of shit. The audience is going to be like, this guy's an idiot. Plug Mm -mm. plug your fucking laptop in.
1: Nope. Nope. (laughs) You're a hero now because they get 15 more minutes of content. (laughs) I'm sorry. Not to worry. You're talking
0: about first dab.
1: Oh my god, dude. It was a Blue Dream dab, if I remember correctly. And then... (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is so bizarre because prior to this point, I didn't re- realize um, that that marijuana could do this. But I had such a huge visual reaction to it. It wasn't so much a body high, but it was such a visual thing. The only way I've been able to describe you getting, it
0: getting like ebbing and flowing.
1: Kind of, it was so you know, like in Star Trek when they go into hyperspace and the stars sort of stretch out as they go into hyperspeed. Ah, uh, yes. It it's was like, like that. In Star Wars dude. too,
0: where it's kind of like,
1: yeah, yeah, dude, my vision sort of just like, like stretched okay. out from a pin needle in, in in the front of my vision, and then, and I think Braden would vouch for this. Um, I he found me in his bathroom spinning i was just kind of standing and spinning around in circles and he approaches me and he goes darren what are you doing dude like the party's downstairs (laughs) and i'm like dude the dab like this is this i know it looks absurd but this is what i have to do to keep me tethered to reality i have to keep (laughs) spinning (laughs) unexplainable there was a
0: do you remember, oh, this is a memory that I have with you, because I think it was me, you, Troy, Braden, and Michael Safely. Oh, yeah. I think it was it was us. It was all of us, and mm-hmm. we were at the duplex, and we were all smoking weed together. I think Billy might have been there. hmm But we had this flashlight. <laughs> I remember this. And we and we turned all the lights off. <laughs> this is like the highest I think I might have ever been in my life on weed. Like what a I think dream. this might be like the stuff we were doing like all of us together like we were collectively like, this is like as a group of people I don't think I've been high with people like this ever. But, like <laughs> we all got like we all got out of our gourd just like yeah. crazy high. Because we were just passing the bong around, we kept passing, kept passing, and then we were doing dabs too, and then we were just like, we were all just like barely, and then we had this light, and we turned all the lights off, and then we're like, I think we were trying to make like, we were trying to make like puppets or something with the flashlight. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I
1: remember this. Oh my God. God, we were weird. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, Do you the remember- fuck? Do you remember being seated in a chair, and then we were playing some kind of EDM, maybe dubstep kind of stuff, and That's, then it was I think, me, I think Braden, I'm talking... maybe Michael Safely or Billy, and we were we had a strobe light, or maybe it was that flashlight you mentioned. That's This we is, were... I'm
0: talking about the same thing. Okay, like, yeah. And then we had our, we were doing something with our hands in the light, yeah. and then like somebody, <laughs> the person in the chair was like watching everybody else do the thing with her. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense, but it was the craziest looking thing. Like, when I think about it, I just remember being, like, so just,
1: like... It's otherworldly. Whoa, yeah, it was like <laughs> a strobe
0: light with people's <laughs> hands. It was just, it was a crazy visual thing. I, I, I that's like, <laughs> there's so many times where, like, another another funny one that I could think of is me, you, Troy, and Brayden, and maybe somebody else were in the van. Mm-hmm. And we're all going to get lunch or something, maybe at Taco Bus, because there was that Taco Bus oh, down yeah. the street, mm-hmm. which is just like a food truck, but everybody called it the Taco Bus. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we we went down there, we got some tacos, and then Troy's like, "Oh fuck, I have to be back at rehearsal like right now, or I'm gonna be late. I have to be like three minutes." And we oh and we my had god to take, yeah, we had to take him to get his instruments. At his house. And then take him to the building. And our, this is when we jumped in the car. And it was like, I think it was, what was it, Mauler 2?
1: I remember this too! Oh my god, we had a blasting. It was insane. It was heroic. It was poetic. It, it was,
0: was... Like, it was perfectly <laughs> timed with whatever music we were listening to that made it, like, feel just, like, such a... It made it feel way more intense than it was, and the best part about... So, okay, here. So, we're at the Taco Bus, and we get in the car, and there was, like, Brayden had, Braden had a CD that was playing, like, Mahler, two, which is, like, yeah. a classical piece, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a... I don't remember what movement it was or whatever, but it's just, like, it builds to, like, this courageous, just, like, crashing, mm-hmm. like, just awesome ending. And so we're listening to it, and the whole time Brayden's trying to get back to the apartment. Flying. So that we can get, yeah. And the music is like, it's building, and we're all, I think we were all like, I think we were all a little stone still. Like, it was like, it was like, it was like, this is like a middle, this is what I remember about college, it was awesome, is sometimes in the middle of the day, we would all sync up schedules, Mm -hmm. and we would all be at the apartment at the same time, and we'd have like an hour to kill. Absolutely. And we would always end up just getting blazed, and then going back to (laughs) (laughs) But like, the best part about it was like... We would go eat sometimes like this, or go Mm -hmm. on a little adventure around town for a little bit before we go back to class and it was always like a great middle of the day thing. But this is kind of one of those things. And so we're coming back and this music is building and it's building and we're getting back to the apartment and like we get back there and like we like we're like, Troy, go and like the music is like still and we're all just like I think we all subconsciously have just been Mm -hmm. listening to it and just like kind of uh, it was fueling the situation for everybody. We were all in like, the same boat, you know, like we were all in sync with the music. I felt like and I then...
1: was watching a movie of this play out in front of me, and the music yeah. was set to the movie, and that it was just such an emotional crescendo. I don't think I'll ever forget this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the because
0: we we were like and we were walk, watching the clock, and so it was like. The violins are like it's like, na, 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 it's like building and we're like <laughs> yeah. the clock is like fucking ticking and we're looking around and Troy's runs back into the van and then <laughs> Brayden gases it in reverse and we're going through the stoplight to get to the building yeah. and it's like fucking, it's like the <laughs> crash ah. of the cymbals and it's like. It's like every, all the brass and the song, and then we're we're all like cheering because we're like, yeah. "Dude, we go, got you Joy, to class!" Go. And there was We've like, there was a yeah, there was a couple of friends. Do you remember there was a couple of friends on the sidewalk that were also like cheer? They were That's cheering right. with they, us. Well,
1: they, how could they not hear the music and just see the scene yeah? Unfold in they front heard of the
0: them. music and they heard <laughs> our hands out the windows, and we're like,
1: "Yes!"
0: <laughs> and they're just like cheering too. And God. it was just such a. I remember dropping him off and going back home and going to class and just being like on this like. So, like just so high, high, just like yep. fucking, just Absolutely. having like, and it was so funny. It was like just, <laughs> he, like we kicked him out, and the music was over, and he like ran inside, and it was like, it was, like, like I, wow, he made like, it.
1: It was it was, it was it was such a happy ending. He made it.
0: Yes. Oh and the gosh. fact that we had like a we had like a soundtrack just that occurred like yeah like in sync to what we were doing with Mm -hmm. our life at that moment it was so crazy like it's never happened to me like that like ever like it's like it was such a unique moment like it was just (laughs) 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 like every time i like think of that i'm just like dang dude like like i'll listen to that sometimes like Braden showed me what it is and i'll just play it back and Mm -hmm. i'll just like be thinking of it and i can like i can think of every moment of like like us rushing and being like at the red lights, and we're like
1: shit, 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 and we're right. <laughs> Who knew that Mahler would have written something for such a mundane idea as trying to get to band on time? I'm I'm certain he he wrote it for Troy, <laughs> <laughs> right? He like, wrote it for us. That
0: that experience, like it was just yeah. It's just uh, it goes to show, like yeah, how universal that is. Just that oh, yeah. like overcoming something they the emotion from that mm-hmm. like you guys you guys did that to me in in college man like ha, being friends with like a bunch of musicians who are all playing classical music and jazz all the time and you guys are talking about it and you guys are showing me all this crazy music all oh, right all the time and i'm just like i'm studying business so i'm over here looking at like like oh like supply and demand and like return <laughs> investment and okay cool yeah and then you guys are like check this out dude and my mind is just like fucking blown and i'm like ah, like it's almost like hard to fucking want to like i'm like okay now back to you gotta go management. back to to business and,
1: yeah <laughs> it must have been such uh, a release <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's just crazy man like to to see like the things you guys were just like like heavily influenced by and to to like to just have friends that were, I mean, you guys are all like great. Like, from from my perspective, and coming and watching you guys, like the bands that I got to see and the music you guys got to play mm-hmm. it was crazy. It was
1: amazing. It was rewarding. And, like,
0: sometimes I remember, like, when you guys played, like, the Maslenka stuff. Oh, man. I ate, like, two edibles before I went to that.
1: <gasps> no way. Michael, no way you did.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, I did. And then hearing him describe and explain what the music is yeah. about and his meditation, dude. And he's already I... kind
1: of a space cadet, but on edibles, that dude, must have been transcendent. I was, I was like,
0: I was outside of the universe, looking inside the universe <laughs> at the same time. I was just having the craziest thoughts, and then I was just, like, the music would take me on this, like, he's like, think about this while you're listening to this piece, and then I'm just... Oh. I'm just like in this crazy whirlwind like I was one of the <laughs> I wish I could like you'd be like here experience this like give somebody like hey, here take this edible mm-hmm. and then go to go to the music building at like four o'clock today and just sit there for two hours and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna like try to like study and do stuff and you're just gonna you're gonna be mm-hmm. like you're just gonna look at everything like what the fuck. Like it's like, that's, that was my favorite part about going and, because I, I mean, you don't know, you don't get to experience a lot of that as a kid. At least I didn't know right. as, as a kid. I didn't have access to a lot of like, you know, to a lot of classical music. I wanted to play, uh, I wanted to be in band when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, but you know, I unfortunately didn't get to be, and, uh, I just remember like, just, being like, whoa, dude. Like, you guys played, like, uh, I also took a class, like, it kind of synced at the same time, which I think is why I kind of gravitated toward it, towards it more. I mm-hmm. took, like, a, I had to take, like, an elective for my general, for your gen ed. I had to mm-hmm. take, like, a. Like, And one of them one. was, like, yeah, it was, like, intro to classical. So, oh, I was, dude. like, I'm going to take this, dude. And it was at the same time you guys were learning La Le
1: Oh, We talked about
0: it. And what was cool is I had, oh, I can't remember her name. She was a violinist. She was a professor.
1: Um, uh, Heather Nets?
0: maybe. No. Mm. She was a. She played with you guys. She accompanied you guys, I think, at one time in the orchestra.
1: Oh yeah, I, if she was a string player, she wasn't really in my. Uh, in my. I don't remember, it, but she
0: was the professor that taught it, and she would bring in different parts of the orchestra. They were playing in La Mer and Mm -hmm. point out specific movements and then isolate that instrument group and play, and they would only play that part for us. And so when I went and saw it, when I went and listened to it and Mm -hmm. you guys played it, I had listened to isolated parts of it from different, you know, like instrument groups. Mm -hmm. And so at certain movements, I I could hear that with everything else. And I was like, I was just kind of sitting there like, the whole time, like, oh, whoa, (laughs) like, this is so cool, like, holy fuck, like, and uh, I think anybody that, like, I think that's the, like, everybody should do that at some point in their life, like, everybody should, everybody should sit down, and you should have, like, classical music explained to you, and you should kind of take the time to learn about Mm -hmm. it, and really understand You know, like the history of it, and like the progression of it, and the different eras, Mm -hmm. and all of that. It's really, it's really interesting. You know, I listen to it still to this day. Like, I still, I think, I'm affected by, you know, like the time I spent with my friends and you guys in college. Like, I, I have like favorite pieces, or like I have a playlist on, of stuff that I have, you know, that I like, and I just kind of put it on sometimes, and I'm like man like i think about this you know brings me back to like sitting there and it was free dude like yeah, that's the right? craziest part man that's so it's cool. like you could just be at on campus and Braden would be like oh hey dude by the way uh got a concert there's this PM. concert later yep. and uh we're playing this whole piece it's like and ha- and then there's this other thing after and it's like gonna be like three hours long and you're like oh cool man and like
1: just show your cards. You he would,
0: like, it. tell me there was like, somebody, you know, was coming out of town to, like, a company or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word. Am I using that correctly? Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um, but, like, there was, like, a singer or a player that would come and, like, accompany the orchestra. Mm-hmm. And, like, those were, times were cool, too, because it was just... And the room is, like, it's acoustic. Like, the whole room is, like, right. built for that. Yep. Like, it's just a crazy experience. I kind of, like... and. It's an amazing I, resource. I, I would see, yeah, I would see like. You, know, you see people that are part of it, and they're 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 players in other bands, and they're coming to. And of course, you know, you get used to it after a while of constantly coming and watching a performance. But mm-hmm. yeah, every time I was there, I'd always be like, "This is so cool! Like, this is just so different." You know, like this is you, know, you guys are here. Um, cause you're trying to, you're either going to be like teachers or you guys are, you know, you know, you guys are here cause you want to perform or right. you want to go on and play and like, yeah, it's just a sick, it was sick, man. It was really cool to, to kind of watch it from outside looking in and like be studying something else. Um, and yeah, just have like friends that are, you kind of, people are like, people always kind of knew me as just like Brayden's friend.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> way. Was like the... I think, you know, the, 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 the music, uh, crew that we had, we sort of built, um, may have been started with music people, but it, it grew to be something more than that. I think, you know, you weren't just Brayden's friend. You were like, you, you were kind of like a music major in your own weird way. You know, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. we I mean, were coming to all the uh, shows anyway.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, I I didn't get along with anybody in the, uh, in the department I was in, you know, like all the business students were just kind of, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go work for my dad's company after I graduate. Like, where are you going for spring break, dude? I'm going to Miami. I'm like, I mean, I'm working spring break. Like I'm, Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm getting the extra, I'm working 40 hours that week and I'm stoked about that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. my perspective is like, I'm getting to work a full week. Like, (laughs) Like, uh. And so I bonded with, yeah, with like the, the people that were in the music department because my roommate would, you know, multiple roommates were musicians, but also just the people I, I just had I felt like I just got along with them better. Like it was just like, these guys are cool. These guys are accepting of me, mm-hmm. even though I don't play any, you know, instrument. Music and, is a
1: unifier. Uh, music will bring people together that way.
0: Yeah, like Brayden and I were talking about the the sh- the fucking party where you we did that that live band was in the cottage. Like, oh last yeah, year.
1: I forgot about that. That was that fucking was cool.
0: cool. That was cool as fuck. Where else do you guys get were, that? Like, You guys were good. <laughs> you guys were good musicians, and you guys are just whipping out like
1: laying down some like, bluesy shit. You guys are playing
0: shit. like uh, you guys are playing like uptown funk and like. Yeah. And it, it like sounds really good, and people are just soloing, and I'm like, "Holy fucking shit! <laughs> like, why is nobody recording this? Like, this is amazing! Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's, people it's, are just drinking booze, yeah. like, and playing at the same time. Like, it was, dude, it was so cool. Like, it's some of the cool. Like, it, it was like everybody was wearing like glow sticks, everything, and it was like neon lights. Mm-hmm. It was, oh man, yeah, the parties." <laughs> there was always a theme. That's what I appreciated about the house parties of 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 my time, of our time, I guess. Is there was like the things. government shutdown parties. There was the YOLO parties. Oh, yeah. There was like th- just themed parties and people went all out. People like dedicate. Like hardcore. there was like a 70s night. There That's right. was like a Man, there was just a bunch of um There was Halloween parties. The Halloween parties were always. That was yeah. That was like when I first got introduced to to Ellensburg and like partying in college was Halloween parties, Halloween weekends.
1: Yeah, yeah. I learned about the danger of jello shots at my first Halloween party. (laughs) (laughs) They sneak up on you.
0: Oh man, do you remember there was a night at the cottages where you, me, and Braden had like a? We were, we were. We were sitting and uh, we had like a case of Rolling Rock.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and we were going to shotgun those, I think, right? I
0: think we were trying to drink them all or something. The oh, my God. Like, It was just, we had to set out on a mission. Yeah. We were like, I think I had been staying there over the summer and you guys were there and we were like, we're going to drink all these beers right now. And all three of us collected. And then they did. Like, that is a good idea. That seems <laughs> like- sounds like, like something we do sound like there's no flaw in this plan <laughs> like we can do this and i remember just seeing you like on the front porch like that little that, not front porch but a little step a little covered you just yeah. like open the door yeah and then you're just like violently vomiting into the bushes <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then that you look a... back and you're like oh <laughs> 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 Yeah, the uh, the shotgun 30-bomb of Rolling Rock may or may not have been a mistake, and I think I realized it right there. <laughs> I regretted it then, but as time goes by, as time sort of distances me between those two points in my life, I don't regret it now. I look back on those times fondly. But my God, yeah. like during and then the me hangover too. the next morning, oh, boy. No thanks. Yeah, I look
0: back like, man, I really just, we really went for it, yeah. You know? I mean you kinda have to in college. Yeah. That's how you think yeah, I think you definitely do. There was nothing else to do really. Like I remember (laughs) just it's such a small town. We're all hanging out with each other and Mm -hmm. we're like, I mean, what else are we gonna do? Like there's nothing. There's like it's just desert around us. We're like, uh I've got the
1: afternoon free. There's a thirty bomb of rolling rock. Yeah. I'm surrounded by friends. Or we're gonna
0: go to Wings and we're just gonna (laughs) drink like six beers. And then, like, stumble back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god,
1: wings, dude! <laughs> that was my
0: walking through campus at night, just like drunk, just drunk, like yeah. s- just full drunk, mm-hmm. just like trying to get home. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, maybe you share this experience with me, but every time I go to Ellensburg, I and I and I start ha- like the. Memories I haven't been in such playing, a long time. I. I, I actually, I don't start to feel drunk, but my mind starts to remind me that, oh, the last time you saw this, you were really shit-faced. And so it, (laughs) it, 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 like, the the mind sort of simulates that feeling again, like, remember this? Oh, that's the bush you threw up in. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was,
0: I was talking actually to, to Braden and to Mikey about going back to Eberg for like a night, um soon i think that would be so much fun one last just to hurrah. Get a group of people to plan it with a bunch of people and do it right you know like Absolutely. we all rent like a couple hotel rooms in ellensburg and we all show up and then we just go out for i mean everything would have to be open again but like to just go out for a night in the bars uh, definitely
1: because
0: that town is so small that was one of my favorite like there will be nights where I mean, you would be out at the bars, and I wouldn't even know you were out. And then I would run into you, and I'd, it would be like the second bar or something. Mm-hmm. And it would be you like we join forces, and then like your the squad just like triples in size. And then you're,
1: it's just like just a, a snowball group. of just, drunk people.
0: Yeah, and we're just <laughs> rolling from bar to bar, and then we just disperse back to our houses, all in different ways. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, what was man. your favorite bar
1: in Ellensburg? I gotta, I gotta <sighs> ask.
0: My favorite bar, the Tav.
1: The Tav, classic. Yep. Um, the Tav my...
0: is so good, man. Uh, if you haven't been to Ellensburg, Washington, when you go, make sure you stop by the Tav. Get a Supermother and a large fry and a pitcher of Rainier. Some,
1: some sort of beer, yep. Classic. I go with
0: Rainier now because when I'm home, I don't get it down here. Mm-hmm. There's no Rainier down here. And so like when I go home, it's there's like something about it. It's like...
1: Tastes like home. It's
0: distinct. I had a buddy, actually, that's from the East Coast that recently... He said, like, well, on Instagram, he, like, ran... He was, like, traveling, and he, he's, like... Oh, he, like, posted about how good Rainier beer was, and mm-hmm. I was like, dude! I was like, yo! I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's the... I was like, that's the homeland... Yeah. You know, that's the homeland the home water brew. right there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of beer, like, right before we go here, I just want to... Because that's kind of, you know... I, I've been noticing and watching from afar you've kind of transitioned into you know I think you're working for a brewery now am, mm-hmm. am I
1: correct here? Yeah I kind of shifted gears uh,
0: Yeah and uh, like what like how like 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 what is that like like what is it you know like what are you kind of are you more of doing like the are you doing like day to day kind of actual brewing stuff or
1: I'm I'm on the brewing team but I'm not an actual Brewer, I kind of do everything around the two dudes that are brewing, at a, I work for Icicle Brewing Company in uh, Leavenworth. Okay. Uh, and uh, I basically, I, I clean tanks, I I uh, grind up grain, I uh, I take samples for like you know, take reading gotcha. how much is so in like it the, that sort of thing.
0: You're like an extension of the brewer.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, the position's technically called cellar man or something like that, um, uh, which sounds like a, a superhero. Sick... That's. <laughs> Southern man, Southern man. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> It's not as super as it sounds because I definitely just clean up all the gunk out of the tanks once they're done. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's icicle.
0: Gig. I've had that beer before. That sounds familiar. I've seen that.
1: You probably have seen Dark Persuasion or Bootjack or um, mm-hmm. Dirty Face Boot Amber, Jack or something like that. Seen. Oh yeah.
0: So have you have you gotten like a uh, have you gotten like a new appreciation or have you gotten sort of like a are you taking the opposite approach? Are you like, oh, beer is kind of disgusting? Or are you kind of <laughs> like, have you, ga- have you gathered like a new kind of uh, perspective on it?
1: I've gained a serious new appreciation for it. There's a lot more science that goes into it than I thought. Um, my my interest kind of stems from uh, me doing a little bit of home brewing, which is kind of like baking a pie at home, where you're just like, oh, you know, you make the crust and then you throw this can of cherry pie filling in, you bake it and whatever. It's pretty it's pretty low key, like ramshackle, just throwing it all together. But on the mm-hmm. industrial level, brewing brewing beer, like you've got to kind of babysit it through every little step, make sure. Nothing goes weird, you know, You're putting like you're measuring things out to the like the gram, you know, because you got to make the same beer every week, day in, day out. Otherwise, people are going to get ticked off at you if you're making wonky Mm -hmm. beers. But, uh, yeah, I've I've um, grown a huge appreciation for the the brewing scene. And it's uh, something I kind of want to climb the ladder in. And uh, it's 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 great. Yeah, I love beer. That's
0: (laughs) that's cool. I mean, yeah, I I mean, we i think you know being in ellensburg we had access to some some pretty good beer mm-hmm. uh, you know we had we had iron horse that's right, there. right. yeah you know, shout out iron horse brewery i really missed the high five Hef. that was a fire beer that was one my first uh, craft we, i beers. used to go i used to go get like a growler of the high five mm-hmm. sometimes and just have it in the fridge and drink it that's like good over one. the weekend or something uh but yeah uh that's cool man like um I remember yeah we would you know we would go to Iron Horse or like we had there was like the 100 different beers at uh at the at wings. wings yeah, yeah. So, I th- I
1: think it was it was a joint um experience uh where uh the Beer 101 that that class sort of that you took at Wings where you're experiencing the the craft beers it yeah. was it was that exploration of craft beers paired with my Uh, rolling rock crushing the beers with you guys and then puking in the bush where I decided I think I want to be a brewer in the future (laughs)
0: like beers yeah and I've noticed dude in, in California there's in this bay area there's a lot of like small breweries and kind of like bars that are breweries too oh yeah uh and so there's like all this craft you know all these like like i've kind of learned that i really like a hazy ipa that's like something that i Mm -hmm. really enjoy uh there's a lot of good different um you know particular like breweries down here that do that and do it well there's different kinds of hazy ipas i'm learning Uh, Mm -hmm. and like every time i go somewhere i'm just like this is overwhelming i don't know what i want like this is (laughs) Like everything sounds so good. It's almost like oh, yeah. you know. I liken it to being at a being at a dispensary. If you're not used to to, to consuming cannabis, you're you're probably like whoa, because there's just all these different ways to consume. I it. know. It. And like same, there's all these different flavors, types of beer. There's all these different alcohol levels paired with the flavor. Like you could have something fruity that's light, or something mm-hmm. fruity that like one fucking glass. You're gonna be like man. Uh, like I, don't, I think I need to get some water now before I go to my next beer. Right? Like I've had some stuff that's like almost considered like barley wine, oh, and yeah. like that stuff is a little intense because you get like the the you get like that alcohol, like yeah, like that that like that burn from like a hard alcohol mm-hmm. with the beer taste, and you're like, it feels like somebody poured a shot in my beer. But it's just it's like this is that this is that type of thing. So. Right um the that beer it's cool world. to experience all these things yeah it's there's it such a it, yeah, the wide range
1: is... of different things that you can get you know
0: mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you know that and that's expanding and i feel like it's also you know i i think beer and wine is is where cannabis is going i think that's like where you mm-hmm. know that's going to be a uh it's going to be like similar to that in terms of like there's going to be a small you know niche grow that's an indoor that gives you this one strain that's this is what they do this is what their brand is based around craft cannabis and it's like it's more expensive because it's it's the the quality of it is uh the quality of yeah. the of the genetic and of the you know what, what what went into it to create it is 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 that much more than something that was grown large scale with you know minimal Super like minimal attention to that plant yeah. itself you know like it's all it's like buying it's like when you go to the grocery store man and you buy some organic cucumber instead of buying some. right i mean it's 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 like that but it's almost uh i would say it's even uh i like, guess the comparison more would be going buying like uh that brand of olive oil that's like seven dollars for a little tiny thing mm-hmm as opposed to like the uh, generic, the brand mass-produced, yeah, locally yeah, grown
1: kind of like farmers' market weed that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I think I think that beer, wine, cannabis. I think all these things. There's just like a, there's an appreciation for quality, and then there's also you know your your staple and like need for like a mass, you know, like the Budweiser, right? Or the, um, right. Or the Rolling Rock, like you said. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Um, man, yeah, this has been fun, dude. Absolutely. This has been uh, it's been a good time. Um, I want to, you know, you you were kind of mentioning, uh, you know, off off mic before we recorded. Mm-hmm. You have like a, a kind of a future. You have some future kind of uh, uh, irons in the fire, right? Um, some things you kind of are you're kind of getting together to hopefully be putting out some content soon. I
1: think maybe right? maybe maybe it's sort of in the uh, in the sort of developmental you know uh, stages. But uh, me and my uh, younger brother Troy, um, you know, we figured... Who, who
0: will be who will be coming on eventually as well. I'm, I'm oh, gonna get heck Troy on yeah. here too.
1: <laughs> I'm waiting with bated breath for that episode. That's gonna be sweet. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we can we can talk at length about video games. Uh, it's just something that we could just spend an hour chewing the fat about, and you mm-hmm. know, the podcast scene is uh, it's 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 a it's a good way to actually stay in touch, believe it or not. Um, and my brother, you know, lives in Seattle, and I live in Wenatchee, which is just far away to make sort of a, a day trip sort of out of the question. And so, we want to start a podcast to talk about video games and just kind of you know practice our oration skills, if you will, and then uh, okay. put out a product we can be proud of. We're thinking about naming it the Brothers grife, but I'm not one. Hundred percent certain if that's solid yet, but um, yeah,
0: I would look into if that's if that's been used because that's a great uh, that's a great name like the double meaning. Oh yeah, uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I would definitely look into that and see if that's been used. Because if not, you got to snatch that up. Oh dude. for sure, because everything's taken. I, these days. I, I had like yeah, I had like four or five ideas for this for the title for this, and all of them were used. And so I was like, ah, like I'm just trying to find something you know that yeah. stuck out and. And, uh, yeah, I eventually found the, the, I'm getting there, but dude, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I've, I've gamed with you guys before and, and, uh, you know, we, I've sat there and and shoot the shit and I, we've watched stream, uh, yep. high on the couch. Yep. Um, so I, I know both you guys can definitely do that. And I, I would actually, I would tune in and listen to the two of you chop it up. Hell yeah. Um, Cause you guys are both like, I was talking to Braden about when I told him I was going to record it to, he's like, Oh, I'm so excited. Like. You were a guy I remember sitting with, getting high with in college, like, made me and Braden just, like, laugh, like, so hard all the time. Like, just the, just, like, the stuff we would get to shooting and chatting about. The
1: cannabis-fueled discussions and tangents we'd go on. Yeah, just, like... (laughs) (laughs) Of which there were many. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so many, man. Um, No, seriously, great times were had. Absolutely. Uh, where do people follow you if they want to check out? If they want to look? Oh boy!
1: Um, so I'm I'm not on Twitter and I'm rarely on Instagram. But if you want to look me up, you can find me on, I think it's www.facebook.com dot com slash darren greif. I think that's where you can find okay. me <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> um, no, on Facebook. I mean, gotcha. Uh, once you know, once 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 uh, we're doing the brothers Greif thing, we'll probably have a little bit more of an online presence. And if you want to find me, you'll probably find me there. But you know. Drink, drink an icicle beer if you wanna. If you wanna get in touch with something yeah. I had to do with. There you go. There you go.
0: Hell yeah, man! Like I said, dude, appreciate you coming on today. It was a lot of fun. It's my pleasure. Um, Thank you for having me. And yeah, I will. Uh, once I get Troy on, I definitely if we talked. I want to bring you guys both back uh, to for kind sure. of, you know, have you both back on because you guys are. You guys are great friends. You guys were the successors of the of the historic duplex. Oh yeah. Um, and uh yeah, man, seriously, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, no problem. You have to do it again sometime.